0: Welcome to a Better Covenant podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. I welcome you again to our broadcast on the the subject of uh, forgiveness, God's the reality and the power of God's forgiveness. This is a Better Covenant Podcast, Better Covenant TV, and uh, I want to encourage you to spend time, uh, listen to these messages over and over again because they will bless you, they will help you, they would really release the power of God into your life. And take time to go over these scriptures and uh, and. Uh, like I said, go write, go listen to it a few over and over again, and uh, take time to meditate on, particularly Psalm one hundred three and all those other scriptures that deal with God's forgiveness in the scriptures. Now let's go back to Psalm one hundred three, and uh, I'll read it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then he begins to list those benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, and so on and so forth. Until in verse 22, the final, the final uh, portion of it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. So it's it's really the emphasis there is about, it's on the soul. And then we start to talk about the subject of um, broken fellowship, what sin does for us when our fellowship with God uh, gets broken. Uh, Sin breaks fellowship. That's the horror of sin, that it cuts us off from God. And consequently, all the benefits that we can get from being in relationship with, with Him, we are cut off from them. And that's the horror of, 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 of sin that is not uh, repented of. And that's why we should be quick to repent. We should be quick to repent of our sins, ask God's forgiveness, and, and get out of it. Now, look at uh, Genesis chapter 3 and uh, uh, verse 6. So, when the Lord saw that the tree was good, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, That was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they saw the sewed fig leaves and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Now, like I said, I mean, God, God is all seen. He knew exactly where the man was he, with his wife. He didn't need Adam to tell him where he was. Uh, God is everywhere present and everywhere seen at the same time. So he knew exactly where Adam was. But by saying, Where are you? God, by that question, was bringing Adam into the consciousness of what his sin was doing in his life. What that sin that he'd committed was now beginning to produce in his life. And we begin to look at that word, Where are you? Uh, We saw that word means an island, that means a. Now, Adam is an island unto himself. He's separated from God, and now he's going to have to rely on his own power and resources. And God actually went after him in his mercy and his compassion. Adam wasn't going after God. God was coming after Adam to reach out and help him. And that's the goodness of God. While our sin all the time is deceiving us into thinking we should run away from God, God comes in in pursuit of us to, to get a hold of us and bring us back to himself. That's the loving kindness of God at work. and So we should never, ever run away from God. We should run to Jesus uh, when we commit sin. That's where the answer is. Rock of ages, clept for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy raven side which flowed be of sin, the double cure. Save me from his guilt and power. That's a lovely hymn that uh, has been with us for a while now so let's learn to run to God let's learn to run to Jesus the Bible says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins cleanse us from all that is unrighteous now that word where which we've been analyzing and I'll suggest you go back again to the old uh, podcast and the uh, videos and listen to them uh, and watch them that word uh, where like I said it's it means an, a, an island, to be an island, himself, a place where you run to seek refuge and protection and, and, and safety. And then that word also means, uh, it means uh, woe. So God was in Adam, woe unto you, because now you, you've committed this sin. That word means woe, it means sorrow, it means grief. So those are the things that... Uh, it means to be weary, weariness, to just get to a point where you're powerless, weary, tired of life. Those are the things that sin does in our life. Sin brings sorrow. Sin brings grief. Sin brings suffering. And that word also means uh, pain. You know, it's like, uh, actually, that word is in the Hebrew. It's uh, It's, the meaning is conveyed in the way it's pronounced. It's like saying, ouch, when you are feeling some pain, you say, ouch. Uh, that's actually the meaning of that word. So f- sin comes with that ouch, that uh, feeling of pain. That's what God was telling, telling Adam. Now you, you are in a world of pain and a world of sorrow and a world of grief and a world of weariness and tiredness because of your, of your sin. And that's what sin does for us. It brings us into a situation of sorrow, situation of grief, the situation of pain, all the sicknesses of the world, all the pain of the world, as a result of uh, of sin. So, if you look at Psalm one hundred three, you see David actually begin to describe those things that come as a result of sin. He says, "Who who forgives me of all my iniquities? Who heals me of all my uh, of my disease, which is a result of 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 the." Of the sin itself. We say pain comes with disease. So, Adam, where are you? So, we say that that word, uh, that Hebrew word, it means sorrow. It means to say, ouch. When you feel some pain and some sharp pain in some part of your body, you say, ouch. And so that comes with sin. That's the the pain of sin, the, the pain and the suffering that comes with sin. So so the man is talking about in Psalm 103, he begins to describe those things. He says he delivers me from my he forgives me of my iniquities. He heals me of my diseases, which is a consequence of sin, and goes on and on and on and on. And he continues to list them. So so this is what God was telling Adam. He said, Where are you, Adam? He was saying, Now Adam, you are going to be in a world of hurt and in a world of grief, in a world of sorrow, in a world of uh, of pain. And in a world of weariness, weariness, just weary, 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 tired, laboring in your own effort, trying to do life all by yourself, not enlisting God's help in your life. And now life gets to a point where you're just tired and weary and fed up and you're not getting anywhere. So those are the result of, uh, of, of, of sin. And Adam, when God said, Adam, where are you? He's telling him is exposing to him is revealing to him the consequences of his uh, of his of his of his sin toil sorrow grief weariness and pain. And when the Bible says he forgives me of all my iniquities that also means he delivers me from these things of so the sorrow, the grief and the pain that comes with this sin. God actually uh, delivers me from them in his mercy and in his compassion, and in his grace. Now, that word, there's another interesting turn to that word, um, um, where are you? That Hebrew word, where. That word also means not. In other words, when God said, Adam, where are you? He's saying, Adam. Like I said, in the Hebrew, it does not say, where are you? The Hebrew just simply says, where you? And so when God says, Adam, where are you? and that word where in the hebrew that word that is spelled a y something like that a y or because the hebrew word yod the hebrew letter yod can be i can be y um that that letter uh, it's at the the, when god said where are you god was saying that word also means not not n-o-t not so when god says adam where you you was saying, Adam, not you. In other words, Adam, your sin has made you into what you when you are not. Your sin has made you into that which I never. This is not the Adam that I created. The, this one that this man that's running away from me, scared, fearful, seeking refuge among among trees and leaves, covering himself with uh, clothing made from the leaves of a fig tree. This is not the man that I created. This is not the Adam that I created. The Adam that I created is an Adam that walked in dominion over the animals, that walked in dominion over the earth, that walked in dominion over the seas, a man who spoke and his word carried authority in heaven, on earth, and in the underworld. That's the Adam that I created. The Adam that I created is the one that could stand in my presence boldly and look me face to face and look me eyeball to eyeball and unafraid of me. That's the Adam that I created. Not this, not the cringing, uh, fearful, running away Adam. That's not the man that I created. So that's what God was telling him. Not you, uh, Adam. This is not the Adam that I created. And that's what sin does in our life. Sin turns us into that which we are not. It begins to do to us, make us into that which we we are not, you know. So, so that's why the Bible says all unrighteousness in sin. On that word, on un, un is the old English word for not, not righteous. You see, that's what sin does to us. It makes us not righteous. God created in a state, created us in a state of righteousness. Sin comes to make us unrighteous. So that's what God was telling him. Now, Adam, you're not the Adam that I created. That's not the man. The man that's running, cringing, fearful, afraid seeking for refuge among trees and leaves that's not the adam that i created the adam that i created was a bold courageous fearless being that could stand in my presence and have fellowship with me so that's what god was saying um, adam this is not this is not this is not you so sin makes us into that makes us into that which we are not And I wonder how many people are going to get into eternity not having ever discovered themselves. They lived their whole life in that sin. They never discovered the real person God intended them to be. And and that's that's, that's really going to be sad. To get into heaven or to find yourself in eternity and and find out that you never really existed, you never really lived. The real person that God created you to be never really showed up on planet Earth because of sin. Because of sin. And so that sin makes us into that which we are not. Remember the story of the prodigal prodigal son. You'll find that in Luke 15, uh, verses 11 to 32, the story of the prodigal son. What happened? This is a man that uh, when he left home, he was, he was a prince. He was a prince. He left home a healthy, vigorous young man, it's a princely character and a princely nature by the time he came back as a result of sin he was a sh- it was an it was a shadow of himself a complete shadow of himself uh, he was he was disheveled he he hardly had clothes on his hair was, his hair was unkempt It he was all filthy and you had this swarm of flies flying all around him because of of sin he could hardly be recognized as the man that left home uh, some years some years back so sin made him into that which he was not and when the father saw him in that condition the father said no this is not this is not this is not my this is not the son that i knew this is not the boy and he restored him right there and then took off those clothing washed him up cleaned him up put on new clothing on him put on sandals on him put on the signet ring on him and then got the uh, the the servant to begin to celebrate and restored him back into that princely uh, position uh, that he that he was in before. So that's what sin does for for us. Sin makes us into that which we are, which we are, we are not. And so the Bible says in Second Timothy chapter two verse twenty four, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all, and apt to teach, patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure, will we we give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves. Think about that, that you may recover yourself. You have to recover yourself. As sin makes you into that which you are not, sin makes you into that which you are not, uh, then you have to recover your true self through repentance and by the word of God. In the Bible, that's what the scripture is saying, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are seeking them captive to do His will. And that's what David was talking about when he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. In other words, uh, who forgives me of all my iniquities. When God forgives me of all my iniquities, then I can recover my true self and begin to live out my true life, my true identity in Christ Jesus. So sin makes us into that which which we are not. And uh, I just want to finally look at one more word in relationship to that word. Um, in fact, uh, two two words, two or three words. Um, that word, uh, that, that's, that Hebrew word translated where, when God said, where are you, Adam? That word means where, who, which. So when God says, Adam, where are you? It means Adam all of a sudden, where are you? Now that was sin makes us to, gets us into that condition of lostness. We are lost. That's what they would say, Adam, now where are you? Adam uh, was now lost. And that's what sin does to us. Sin puts us in a situation where we lost. We don't know uh, where we are and how to get from where we are to where we ought to be. That's uh, that. Uh, the reason why Jesus came into this world. The Bible says he came, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so sin puts us in that condition of being spiritually lost. We, we're just in that condition. We can't find our way. We can't negotiate. Our, we can't navigate our way from where we are to where we need to be. So we get into that condition of lostness. And now God, Adam, God was telling where are you, Adam? Now you are in a lost condition as a result of your sin. And so the Bible says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and forgives me from my, of my iniquity. That forgiveness also brings into my life the ability to find my way, my way, find my way back to where I need to be. Remember the prodigal son, when he came to himself, he said, I will arise and go back home. And he was able to find his way back home and that's what forgiveness does when God forgives us he actually restores to us a sense of purpose and a sense of direction in, in in life you begin to regain your sense of purpose your sense of direction you begin to see that your life has a purpose there's direction to your life there is a destiny to your life you know where you are you know how to get from where you are to where you need to be to your ultimate destiny in Christ Jesus. So that comes with the forgiveness of God. And that word also means who. In other words, when God says, Adam, where are you? He was saying, Adam, all of a sudden, who are you? In other words, Adam, sin makes us to lose a sense of identity. We don't even know who we are anymore. And that was, that's one of the biggest problems that plague human beings in this world. They lack identity. People don't know who they are. They don't know why they are here. They don't know who they are. They They don't know where they are going. This is the result of iniquity. It's the result of sin. And the Bible says God forgives us. That forgiveness comes with a restoration of a sense of identity. He begins to bring back to you who you truly are. And you begin to gain a consciousness of your true identity. So that's what happens. Now, that word also means which, so when God said, Adam, where are you? He was saying, Adam, which? You know, sin sin makes us lose our sense of differentiation. We can't tell, you know, one of the big problems in the world today is that there are people in this world today right now that can't even tell you what is the agenda. (laughs) They can't tell you what the agenda is, you know, and that uh, that is really tragic, and that's the condition of sin. You see a man who cannot tell whether it's a man or whether it's a woman, whether it's a boy, whether it's a girl, and they lose their sense of identity, a sense of differentiation. They cannot tell themselves different from animals or or, or from the soil or from trees. Why? You can't tell yourself different from these other things because of sin. That's what sin does. Sin puts us in that condition where we cannot even differentiate, differentiate ourselves from creation, from, from, from other things. It's really a tragic condition to be. And so these are the consequences of sin in the human family. And when the Bible says God forgives us of all our iniquities, it also comes with resolving these issues in our lives and bringing us to a sense of purpose, sense of direction, sense of dignity, and becoming who you truly are in Christ Jesus. So, so I want you to see that, that these are the things that uh, sin does in the lives of men. And God, when he said to Adam, where are you? He was actually exposing all these things in Adam and consequently the entire human family. Because when Adam sinned, we all sinned with him. And these are the things that sin does in our life. And when back when, when David says, he forgive me of all my iniquities, what he's saying is that I'm also... God resolves these issues in my life. My sense of purpose, my sense of direction, my sense of, of who I am, my true identity is now being restored uh, to me by God as he has forgiven me of all my iniquities. So I want you to uh, meditate on this and uh, take time to internalize it and do what David did. He said to himself, Bless the Lord, of oh my soul. He began to do a positive self-talk. He began to speak to his mind. He says, forget not his benefits. Forget not the fact that he's forgiven you. And with that forgiveness comes a restoration of my sense of purpose, a restoration of my true identity in Christ Jesus as a person, as a man, a restoration of my true uniqueness as an individual. I see myself in my true uniqueness as a person, a restoration of my, of my, of my, of my fellowship with God and the benefits and the goodness and the mercies that come from God, my Creator. So I want you to uh, meditate on these scriptures. Take time to go over this podcast and you can listen to it over and over again for some time. Go through these scriptures, meditate on them, make them the subject of your self-talk, and uh, until your mind begins to think in line with it, and until I come your way again. Keep walking in the forgiveness and the power of God and the Lord Jesus Christ himself. and keep you in his grace. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc bettercovenant.org.